0: Recording now. <laughs> okay. Scratch my nose. All right. And we are here once again. Angel, it is time to talk about DC once again. Yes. So we didn't get to end the year off with the monthly DC discussions as we should have, but we are here now to talk about two separate DC icons of. The DCEU, the future of the DCEU is continuing monthly. Last year was a year of villainy, <laughs> if it wasn't apparent already. So we have to end 2020 with the big bad of the DC universe. And who is that? Dark Side. Yeah, it's Dark Side. <laughs> That's the correct answer. Here he is right here. Look at him from the Snyder cut. Oh man, look at that. I know, that's what Darkseid is going to be looking like in the Snyder cut, but (laughs) Angel and I are going to be talking a bit about Darkseid's history, where he comes from, who he is, what his relationship is to the DC universe as a whole, and his future within this world. What is his future in film going to look like? So before we talk about Darkseid, or the other characters we're going to be talking about later. We have to talk about the creator of all of them, of this area of DC, of this redefining area of DC in comics and video games and movies and film and all of it. And that man is Jack the King Kirby, obviously a big name within comics. He was the co-creator of captain america the fantastic four the x-men thor hulk and iron man and then finally dc got a hold of him and kirby wrote for national publications which later became dc and in this time dc was or uh, kirby was writing a lot of different stuff which is really exciting probably for them at the time it's like man we got the king over here, who, what do you want to write? You can write the Superman, Batman, what do you want to write? I want to write the Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal. Oh, okay. Well, all right. But what you may not know, Angel, what a lot of people may not know is that Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, was actually the first cameo appearance of Darkseid. Really? Yes, in a Jimmy Olsen comic book. Darkseid appeared for a split second, and then he actually showed up uh, for full appearance in Forever People. And then history spoke for the rest of time when it came to Darkseid and the New Gods. So uh, what do you think of Jack Kirby? First of all, what do you think of Jack Kirby?
1: Well, I love Jack Kirby. I love his influence. First and foremost, when it comes to comics, what really means the most to me is the art and how the art speaks to us.
0: Mm-hmm. And I just
1: love how extravagant his style was. It really was larger than life. Um, and I loved seeing his influence in Thor Ragnarok. One of my favorite aspects of Thor Ragnarok was seeing Jack Kirby's imprint on that whole movie from the visual effects to the production design itself. The The flavor, the style of that movie was very Jack Kirby, like. And that's his influence on Marvel. But when it comes to DC, I think he really shined through that original idea, which is the New Gods, Dark Side. And of course, when they didn't allow him to finish that storyline, what did he do? He went over to Marvel and created the Eternals. So you'll be able to see a lot of similarities between the New Gods, Dark Side, and Eternals, which will hopefully bring you up to speed on the impact that is jack kirby those are his more lesser known characters but when it comes to like captain america iron man like you said his influence is yeah fantastic four we're going to be seeing a lot of jack kirby love and it's because of him and his impact that has shaped who we are today as fans and as movie lovers so i wholeheartedly love jack kirby and if he was here with us today on this podcast i would officially knight him as goaded because he truly is a god
0: and he'd probably respond i invented the term <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you are uh, of jack kirby's creations it can either be marvel or dc which do you think has resonated the most within our comic culture and pop culture to this very day? I think the answer shifts, That's a great but who question. do you think?
1: That's a great question. For me personally, it is without a doubt Captain America. Mm. I think when you look at that character, when you even look at the influence it has on Chris Evans himself as a person, right? it's definitely okay. influenced him to think, hey, no matter what, no matter how divided we are, I need to remain a good person. And when you look at it at at a character like that, as grand like that, as simply as that, for me, that is really the most powerful thing that you can get from a fictional character. You know, I I think there's an argument to be made when it comes to Iron Man, right? Uh, There's an argument to be made when the Fantastic Four come out and they really, you know, focus on family and unity and space exploration. But for me, in today's time, it's Captain America. And it's because... A lot of that character is molded to be in the shadow of Christopher Reeve as Superman. Um, And I think it's because you see a lot of those influences from great creators of the comic book
0: realm. Well, also, the Captain America character when they were doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe, when they were starting it up, I feel like that was probably the biggest gamble aside from something like Thor. Thor, obviously, how are you going to do that? What? Look at him. That's ridiculous. It's very Jack Kirby-esque, you know? Same with Captain America. I mean, you're going to try to sell a character named Captain America <laughs> to the, <laughs> the world market, you know, in that costume, with that shield, like, what? But it, it worked. I mean, it worked splendidly. He is the character we ended with in avengers endgame he is the character that yeah. i think next to iron man is the one we would be the most excited for if we heard he's gonna come back at some point you know mm-hmm. i mean yeah. God damn. It,
1: correct me if i'm wrong was jack was jack kirby responsible for the creation of black panther
0: uh or was that
1: Stan Lee?
0: i think uh, Lee was definitely involved because Cap. I, i'm sure that jack kirby will probably get some credit because black panther's first appearance was in fantastic four so i don't Mm. know if the exact i don't know if he was actually involved in the actual creation or if he was writing Mm. or drawing that book but uh, i would give him part credit (laughs) for coming up with the the book that he was introduced in
1: right yeah, well, I wanted to say when, when it comes to those characters that they create, I love that like when you have someone like Captain America, I never think to myself, oh, America, you know, like that, I, I don't look at Captain America and think America. I look at that character, and although he is named Captain America, he symbolizes so much more. He's, he is a universal symbol, which I absolutely love, and it's because they have written a character that I think everybody It resonates with everybody. And that's just how the powerful writing and mind of Jack Kirby.
0: That's it, man. And he didn't even do that only at Marvel. Obviously, he created at DC so many different characters, including the new gods and specifically Darkseid, who is cited as one of the most... Intimidating villains in the DC universe, and what probably one of yeah. the more influential characters in comics, especially when you look at someone like Thanos, who's obviously just a ripoff, <laughs> a let's off. just say a ripoff yeah. of Darkseid. Uh, <laughs> and look who we got in the movies first. Obviously, we wouldn't get Thanos in something like Infinity War and Endgame without the creation of Darkseid. So, one thing I want to bring up is who dark side is kind of what he's about. So dark side is the ruler of apocalypse, which is the direct enemy to the new gods on new Genesis and the justice league mm-hmm. on earth uh, forever. After the anti-life equation, he's also known as waxes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never known how to say it. I've always he, said it. Oaxus. Call him Dark Side. Yeah, call him I, Dark Side. I, that's he, what look. I'm going to call him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Johns didn't write and name his book Oaxus Wars. No, he called it Dark Side Wars. <laughs> so, what is the anti life equation? The anti life equation is a mathematical code found within. The confines of reality that would allow those formidable enough to conquer the will of any sentient being. So it's basically the end all be all when it comes to power, you get it, you rule over everything. Like I said, his first appearance was in Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Uh, his first full appearance was in Forever People. He has children and family members spread throughout the galaxy. Examples are calabac and a, a very recent character named Grail, who is a love child, or I guess a hate child, between him and an Amazonian woman. And she's just a complete mixture of uh, a, a female fury and an Amazon warrior, which is obviously terrifying. And uh, so of all the iterations of Dark Side that you've seen, and I know you've seen plenty, which for you is the definitive?
1: That's a tough question. I, look, I love Dark sign. We got to know... make it
0: tough, man. <laughs> got to make you think.
1: <laughs> well, I'm tired of this. Tired of these tough questions. Uh, yeah, look, for me, it's always been the Justice League animated series. Whenever we would see him pop up in there, and it was never once you know it was never once he was always an impactful villain throughout the the entire show the dc animated universe
0: technically showed and up in superman the, the animated series first
1: yes yes also everything that's canon in the dc animated universe that dark side for me is the definitive one like most of those dc heroes you know batman in the dc animated universe my definitive batman like definitive like transcending live action and stuff like that don't don't try Um, don't try (laughs) Yeah, and i know that goes for a lot of people as well but dark side in there but recently in contemporary like if we're talking about contemporary times everybody needs to watch um superman batman apocalypse because i feel like that is a great presentation of dark side there from the voice to the intellectual intimidation i mean that scene between him and batman Yes, they fight, but I mean just the first like 2 minutes when they're just talking, their their ideologies it's like yes, like this is dark side. I love what he stands for. You know, he's not just somebody that wants to obtain power. He wants to dominate it. You know, that is dark side. He's also and an I asshole. love how that movie presents him. Yeah, and he's a jerk. And he's, <laughs> he's a jerk a and jerk. we need to see him get taken down, you know. <laughs> um, so I love that um, I would definitely say that's my definitive, the DC animated portrayal of him.
0: Yeah. Well, the two you brought up, the one from the Bruce Timm universe was played by Michael Ironside. The one from that movie is played by Andre Bauer or Brower, excuse me. And if you don't know who Andre Brower is, he was the general in Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh, That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Who was good until he died in that terrible way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Michael Ironside for me is definitely my, the voice I hear when reading a comic with Darkseid. he's just perfect. He's a fantastic actor. He was actually in Smallville. He actually played the father of Lois Lane. Oh, no way. Yeah. He, he was the general, the general as, as Lois called it <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he shows up in, um, the flash cartoon or the not I'm sorry the, the flash television show on the CW he's all about mm-hmm. DC I'm surprised he wasn't asked to play dark side in the films you know I know there's another actor yeah. they're going to get but uh, and we'll get to that but uh yeah without a doubt just the the just the cruelty that Michael Ironside has. (laughs) And maybe it's because he was in Starship Troopers. He brought some of that to Darkseid. But uh, he's phenomenal in the role. You know, there are moments where it's like Emmy worthy, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, he will forever be like the big bad of the DC animated universe. And I just wish that the Darkseid that we were expecting was kind of treated the same way. That, that character was handled in the animated universe that's why i will forever think it, it's just so bizarre that we don't have those creatives like collaborating you know you're on the same team we got the dc universe crew we got the people working on the movies work together and i really think that they could put out some of the greatest comic book stuff we've ever seen but it just hasn't happened yet
0: man do you remember that part in the series finale where the invasion is starting all the ships are coming on and batman superman and lex Luthor are atop the daily planet and then they're like fighting all these parademons and then dark side just shows up he lowers himself he's like yeah bitch here i am and (laughs) it's it's, like one of his first words or like the first thing he says before they cut to black is let's go like he said that i was like yes yeah and his eyes flare up like dude this is insane
1: yeah let's go the thing is when you when you have that kind of villain it's all about the setup right for someone like that i don't think they could just pop up and just show up you know i think that's that was one of the many faults of that dc animated movie uh that was like i think based on the new 52 oh justice Justice League league war yeah you know what i mean yeah look what happens you know when you don't kind of properly set up one of the biggest bads in the dc universe the reason why those shows were so successful is because they they took their time they really did take their time and then they have this amazing climatic ending it reminds me a lot of what young justice did i mean when we're talking about like the invasion and stuff like that um of like blue beetles race. Like I I loved the setup for that. And then what an epic ending.
0: Yeah. I mean, dark side is definitely one of these characters that you'd imagine has a lot of uh, just weight in terms of appearing only just appearing. The guy has so much uh, power just in his, uh, just being there, you know, and his Mm -hmm. presence. So do you think that it is it's obviously not good for you that he just shows up like in volume one of justice league or justice league war. So how do you think the character should be treated? I definitely
1: think he should be introduced first. Like I think if I would have handled the DC live action universe, you know, I probably would have started off with new gods and introducing mm-hmm. what are new gods. And then you get to see Darkseid's origin and what his goal is and once you understand what his goal is i think that's when you can begin to start introducing here is what the justice league is going to face one day and it's going to be glorious you know i feel like i just feel like when it comes to storytelling like it's if, if you're going to introduce a new character you establish them with their origin that's just how i feel it should be
0: yeah and i definitely feel they were attempting to do that in this world with uh, like Batman versus Superman, they very uh, lightly introduced the concept of new gods. They only show Steppenwolf in that deleted scene. Um, but in terms of the direction, I think that needs to be like prolonged. I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, this world of Batman versus Superman, the Justice League, whether it's right that it, there wasn't much build up. Uh, so I'm sure we'll get more into that. Uh, in ter- <laughs> when we start talking about the version of Darkseid that's in this world. So I love everything we've said so far about Darkseid and how we should be treated. We will see him in the Snyder Cut of Justice League, along with Steppenwolf and Desaad, who is another character from New Gods. So when it comes to Justice League, how do you think that... The, 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 and I'm talking about the Justice League we got in theaters. How do you think the mythology of dark side and the new gods was handled?
1: I honestly think that they, they should have explored it a bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think for me, it's an indication of failure on their part in terms of exploring the mythology of dark side, when it comes to the general audience that I know that always ask me, what is a mother box? You know, just as simple as that. Like my dad always asked me, what is What's a mother box again? Like, what does that have to do with anything? I feel like the movies, if they're introducing Darkseid, they, sh- they should have properly explained what those are and how they bring Darkseid closer to the anti-life equation. We still don't really know what that is, right? In terms of the general audience when they're watching the DCAU.
0: Yeah, in terms of watching um, the movie. Or the DCEU,
1: sorry. Yeah. In terms of watching the movies, right. What is yeah. Darkseid's goal? He's coming, yes, us fans are super passionate yes he's coming amazing what does that mean to the general audience so it's stuff like that that reminds me of like that scene where flash shows up and he's right. kind of like lois is the key you know you watch that clip on youtube <laughs> i actually saw one comment that you posted you were like i literally feel bad for everybody who doesn't understand what's happening in that scene that aren't hardcore fans
0: right and i completely that's, agree with that's that. a scene that is made for the hardcore fans and if you notice in the responses the replies people are like, i got what it meant it's like yeah of course you would get what it means you're looking this stuff up you're on youtube watching this clip like you you were there for, it was made yeah. for you you know I, and for yeah. me when it comes
1: to a moment like that i'm like i love the ambition right i love that they're possibly setting up you know um something uh yes, yeah, something right what's that graphic novel where superman turns bad again I'm, There are, there
0: are too many to count there too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So they're basically setting that up a timeline where dark side basically rules and you know, Superman is like his Herald. So I'm like, yes, I love the ambition there. But if you're making a movie, right, where you're trying to universally apply these ideas, this world to everybody, I feel like the least thing that you can do is explain for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. What's a mother box here. What's the end goal here? You know, and I just feel like that isn't that hasn't been properly done. And now when Darkseid shows up in the Snyder cut, I'm hoping he turns out amazing. I really do. I love Darkseid, one of my favorite DC villains. I hope he is impeccable. But I, I do feel like the DC universe should have taken their time with Darkseid to properly set him up because this isn't somebody that just shows up once. You know, this is a, a a multiverse kind of intergalactic threat. You know what I mean? Yeah. He is like the end game of all end games with his omega beam rays that can annihilate anything in their path. This is dark side, somebody that makes Superman nervous. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So it's like
1: I, I just we've seen it done in the DC animated universe, treated with such great patience. And care. Mm-hmm. I just wish some of that planning could have transferred over to the live action stuff because I know the potential of DC, you know, seeing that on screen would be the anti life equation itself, I would, I would be destroyed watching that because it'd be epic.
0: Yeah, I agree that it needed to be planned better. I don't think that the scenes with the nightmare. And it's been said, but I don't think the nightmare scenes in Batman versus Superman were even really needed for that. You could cut those scenes out of the film and it, it would actually make it a tighter film along with the flash cameo. You cut that out because what those serve to do is just tease justice league or what is now the Snyder cut, you know? And I Mm -hmm. feel like that, was detrimental to that film and it made it a bit more confusing as to what exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What is exactly the end goal? And you start thinking, well, why does the dark side want to do this? I understand that in comics, he wants the anti-life equation. He wants to control over everything, but what is the context here? All I see is, is a destroyed earth, you know, and that's it. And it's not Superman. Who's the one doing it. Right. Yeah, I mean like he's a lapdog in in the grand scheme of things. So why and it even works against the movie cuz it's obviously like okay, so it's not Superman who's doing this. He's just being controlled. Why are you spending your time mm-hmm. fighting him? Why aren't you looking into what's going to control him? like no. Just so I'm hoping like <laughs> you that the Snyder cut does develop that more especially now that it is split up into parts. But my- Yeah. And I think
1: there's also a good opportunity too to like introduce, you know, like you said, the the new gods, their planet, new Genesis, Mm -hmm. the idea of good and evil, right? So you have new Genesis and apocalypse, which is what dark side rules, you know? Your lighting right now looks like you're on apocalypse and my lighting is like new Genesis right now. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> it's the fourth world, baby. That's it. <laughs> fourth world. This is the fourth world. And I just, feel, there's just like, there's just so much that I feel like there's a lot of time to develop that story with several movies. You guys own all these characters. Take your time. Take your time.
0: Um, God only knows. <laughs> That's it. That's all I would want. Um, so how do you see this, the introduction of Darkseid being handled in the Snyder Cut? Do you think he's going to be a main player? Is it just going to be... Because fl- it, it, there is a good chance that it could just be Darkseid showing up in that flashback. And that's it. Because from what I understand, Steppenwolf is still the main villain. So... Right. i But then again, I'm, I'm kind of confused as to what the Snyder Cut is about so
1: yeah same here um, i'm very interested interested to see what they added um there is a great possibility that dark side is in that flashback they just kind of changed the visuals instead of seppenwolf it's actually dark side um that's there i mean i mean that'd be fine i guess i think if they do that, it's like, okay, now we have another opportunity to set up Darkseid, you know, mm-hmm. establish him in the new gods and stuff like that. Now we'll be excited. Let's see Ava Duvernay's take on the new gods and dark side and and let's see if she does what we're wanting to see, what we're talking about today. Um, if they use him and he's actually like he's added and he is part of the story, I just think it'd just be way too convoluted. Um, especially because of how they st- established steppenwolf is like the main bad of this movie now they're adding dark side and i just think it'd be way too convoluted and i think honestly a bit disappointing and anticlimactic um but if they do that as well i think there's another plus side to that i think if they do that um we can just look forward to them just completely restarting the dc universe with matt reeves's vision you know I, I don't think that there is a very far gap in seeing superman Wonder Woman, dark side, the Justice League, in Matt Reeves' universe. And here's why. It's because we've seen him do Planet of the Apes and look yeah. how grounded and real that felt with just talking apes. Don't tell me that it can't work in Matt Reeves' universe. That's that's my dream, is that they, they start fresh from Robert Pattinson as the Batman. <sighs>
0: that, would, that would be kind of a resurrecting. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I yeah. honestly,
1: because f- for me, it's just like, it's been kind of a missed opportunity. You know, I, I think it's been it's it's been way too rushed, I think, you know, um, but maybe we were just spoiled uh, growing up watching those animated series where they took their time. I prefer they take their time. Seriously, I don't need these villains yet, you know, because once you do Dark Side, explain to me, OK, now what? Literally. Literally, yeah. now now what? You know what I mean? Because if we're talking about power levels and stuff like that, Darkseid is top three, probably, top two. Yeah. You know? So then I'm just thinking, well,
0: now what? <laughs> now what? Well, it's funny that we are in a world now. At this point, we're living in a world where we've seen multiple films with Thanos and his story is over now. And we saw the grandiose of that story and how that character was treated and the consequences of a story like that when it came to our heroes. And you'd imagine that Darkseid would be treated with the same level of reven- revenance um, mm-hmm. I don't imagine that these directors and producers want to do the same exact thing with Darkseid. And I could get that to a certain extent. But what other options are there other than just like oh well he's the first villain okay well then what 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 is someone like brainiac going to do you know like you know it, it's kind of similar to what happens with batman versus superman where we had doomsday and superman died and batman was fighting superman and wonder woman showed up and all these things cluttered together you know flash cameos and all that i i do think yeah. that there is a risk of just adding so much iconography from the comics that it gets in the way of not just this story but other stories ahead they're not going to do the death Mm -hmm. of superman in a meaningful way for a long time you know they did it that they did it you know
1: Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this how impactful would civil war be Mm -hmm. if we didn't see age of ultron yeah You know, it wouldn't be as impactful. Why? Because they established the destruction of Sokovia. And now we're seeing consequences. That kind of is like what happened with BVS. We see Doomsday. We've only known the Superman for one movie. To me, that's not enough. That comic book storyline, the death of Superman, decades of Superman, decades of Superman before that happened. And that's why it left a mark on everybody. Right. Because- we had loved this character for years years and somebody can make an argument to be like well we've had comics superman's existed forever right. you know when you watch man of steel and then BBS, it could hurt but the thing is this is a very different superman an extremely different superman from everything we've seen before
0: including and that's what that a lot of people's
1: defenses in, in the background yeah exactly a very different superman from this bad boy and i'm thinking to myself well yeah he's different right so he's new and we have a n- a newfound connection for him. And now we lost him for me with this new vision. It, it, that moment when he dies, it didn't hit me as hard as it should have. Yeah. And unfortunately,
0: well, especially considering that with this Superman, he wasn't, there was so much controversy over so many things that he did to where it got those controversies and arguments got in the way of people caring about superman really you know just saying okay that's superman i i don't imagine anything bad happening to him and i don't want anything bad happening to him because he's superman but so many things like the snapping of the neck the tornado scene uh bvs so much of that stuff got in the way that we at least I agree with you. I didn't feel that. I I remember I flipped off the movie at that point. I I actually gave the movie the finger in the theater at that point, you know, because I just didn't, I did not feel it, you know, (laughs) like that, that was my honest reaction. And I worry that this will happen with a character as big and affecting to this world as Darkseid, a character that everyone's been waiting to see. Like, There are people who are excited to see Darkseid because of the way he looks. And I get that. We've wanted to see Darkseid in a live action setting for a long time. But it's like, you know, Thanos, we waited on that and we got something great because of it, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. These kids don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and like that's another thing too. You kill Superman again. Well, now what? you know what i mean oh like
0: now he's know. now he's taken over by dark side you <laughs> know
1: yeah <laughs> and, and yeah. then he comes
0: back and look i'm
1: uh, yeah and i'm tired of seeing superman you know being like the trope of him like let's w- let's see him as someone bad i'm tired of that to be honest. a
0: darker character
1: i'm tired of that yeah i'm tired of that yeah enough
0: right. of this stuff <laughs> Enough of this crap. I got the boys. Um, (laughs) So here's the thing. He's going to be in the first Justice League film in some capacity. We don't know if he's going to be Mm -hmm. the main antagonist. We know Steppenwolf is for right now the main antagonist. Uh, It's going to be split up into four parts. So how involved do you predict that Darkseid will be in this snyder cut
1: excuse me if it's four episodes and each of them are an hour long mm-hmm. i honestly i don't i don't know i i do think it'll be a flashback i don't think i honestly don't think snyder was able to get everybody back for reshoots to add like maybe like a a fourth act with dark side i think that would probably be the best case scenario but i'm not i'm not sure henry cavill returned to do reshoots um, I have no idea until I see the four-hour miniseries, but um, yeah, I think I think whatever happens, it's, for me, it's kind of in the past. I, I'm looking forward to what's coming for DC. You know, I love all the projects that they announced at uh, DC Fandom, and I just can't wait to. I, I'm more excited about the future of the of the DC universe. You know, yeah. um, if if we do dive into the the past, I think what I'm looking forward to most would pro- possibly be seeing Ben Affleck as Batman versus. Uh, Joe Manganello's death stroke. That to me would be the most exciting thing if we are you know taking steps backwards. but I'm ready to move forward.
0: I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> um, I don't know how involved, like I said, it could very well just be a flashback. but from what it, if what's the ending is reported is that Superman does end up being uh, taken over by dark side and you do see him show up and it's superman versus the justice league and dark side um i don't know if that was my dream for a first justice league film i don't i mean sure the, the aesthetic is cool the idea is cool but I, I i don't know i feel like it's super rushed at this point and and you're right it is a part of the past at this point like we are movies at this point past the first justice league we saw in theaters you know we've had the aquaman films we've had shazam we just got wonder woman 84 and birds of prey and we're getting more from this world so i you know for me i'm not i'm i'm hoping for the best when it comes to snyder cut and specifically dark side within it and introducing him in the first justice league uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they did it with Thanos, yeah, but it was just like a—it was a quick thing, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a quick thing. Seriously, when 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 they were like Dark Side first Justice League, I was literally like Martian Manhunter when he's on fire, you know, <laughs> yelling.
0: <"Aah!"> <laughs> <laughs> no, you—it was just you watching Justice League War and being like, "Oh, it's gonna be this again. It's gonna be this again." Man. <laughs> Jeff, Granted, I do
1: think I, I do think uh, Justice League War has one of the funniest moments in DC. Actually, two. Actually, two of them, and they belong to Green Lantern when he gets jumped by the Parademons, and the mm. second one is when he's talking to Batman and he's like, "Wait a minute, you're not just some dude dressed up in a bat suit, right?" And Batman turns around and just smiles. <laughs> oh man that's how ha- that's that's Jordan would- that's how Jordan for you
0: <laughs> you're not just some guy right in the bed
1: oh man hilarious
0: Yeah, that's what the Green Lantern is going to be like in the Snyder Cut <laughs> just some guy also here's uh, another question does Steppenwolf even matter anymore <laughs> dude I don't know man I don't know I don't know. Here's a little sidetrack, actually. How much better a villain do you think Steppenwolf will be <laughs> compared to what we – because he's considered the worst, one of the worst villains in comic book films. How much better do you actually think he'll be in the Snyder Cut?
1: Well, I think it'll be a really good lesson in what makes a great character. Mm-hmm. Is it their appearance or is it the writing? Is it their right. goals? And and we're, that that question – will be answered when we watch it, you know, does he look better? Arguable, you know, arguable. I think we have, we have to actually see it to be able to compare the two. Um, But I think just because he looks better visually, I really don't think it'll impact his goals or the story whatsoever, unless they add something that is much more compelling in nature. But yeah, I, I think people will learn the difference between, you know, a character that looks cool and then a character that's actually written very well and which one is more significant to the story.
0: Yeah. He's looking very sharp, looking very sharp. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I don't know, man. I, I feel like it will. It, it's the same actor doing the role, right? It is the same actor. Or it's going to be the same dialogue. He's doing the same thing, I believe. So you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens with Steppenwolf, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. I worry that the Snyder Cut will have a story that only comic fans will understand. Kind of similar to what we were talking about with BVS and those uh, scenes that actually teased <laughs> the Snyder vision of Justice League. So right. how do you think that will work for for people coming in just wanting to watch something with DC characters. Is there a chance that this could be lost on them or a better chance to understand since it is split up into multiple parts?
1: I think this is definitely being made for Zack Snyder fans. Mm -hmm. I think that's the priority. You know, Zack Snyder fans. It was funded by Zack Snyder fans. You know, they did a beautiful thing by raising money for suicide awareness and stuff like that, which is the best thing to come out of this project um second best thing to come out of it is him being able to express his vision awesome so therefore i think this will wholeheartedly be for Zack snyder hardcore fans right that just love everything about his movies um especially his dc projects that's what i think uh when it comes to the general audience you know i don't know if they'll respond to whatever they see you know because a lot of the stuff that he shows whether it be on like vero or um, just his personal accounts, it's definitely stuff that's like tied to the comics. Like you mentioned before, the iconography that we recognize, for example, when they release the trailer, you see like a Joker card fall um, Mm -hmm. in the nightmare scene. And so who's going to pick up on that hardcore comic book fans, uh, hardcore fans of Zack Snyder's vision. So they're looking forward to that stuff. But um, you know, when my dad saw that trailer, he was like, Oh, what Joker card are people talking about? Like, I don't, what's everyone talking about so he's not very well versed in actually like picking up on those details yeah so this will definitely be for those who are just like laser focused on this and you know good for them for being excited
0: yeah well it's definitely a part of the culture of uh, movie watching at least genre movie watching uh, franchises Mm -hmm. where everyone is very much examining what's being released like over exam like when you see thumbnails for videos where it's it has the arrow and a big magnifying glass of something that isn't there in the frame (laughs) you know (laughs) and uh (laughs) and that's just the culture that's part of it and i think that can get in the way of, of i feel like that could blind people into something being better than what it actually is um right and uh, yeah, I don't know what this has to do with Darkseid, but hell, he's in Snyder Cut. So he's a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hoping for the best. I'm hoping for the best as well. So and speaking of Darkseid in this film, Ray Porter is supposedly playing him in the movie. And Ray Porter, I'm not very familiar with his work. He's a actor in a lot of different Like he has a big filmography He's done a lot of uh, religious-oriented films, like uh, uh, like stuff about Jesus and Mary and all those people. Uh, <laughs> he's done some appearances in Monk and Sons of Anarchy, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Argo, Modern Family, and he's pretty much unknown. You know, he's he's famous now, I think, because of his involvement in the Snyder Cut. So, what do you think this performance might be? I know it'll. It, I know it's a hard thing. To answer since i don't know how familiar you are with the guy but mm-hmm. what do you see this performance being like at least the take of it
1: uh so yeah i'm not familiar with his work um mm-hmm. but congrats to him on getting the role of dark side i do sometimes i think see him like trending on twitter and stuff like that when i think when he was like um when he announced like yeah i'm playing dark side you know a lot of people were excited for it so you know, hopefully he's good. I, I trust Zack Snyder in getting, you know, great performance, great performers to to get, you know, great performances in these characters. So, you know, let's see what he's got. Let's see what he's got. You know, I obviously I think it's inevitable to compare him, you know, with what we've seen before. But let's see what he can bring to the table. I, I think as long as he can bring somebody that is that sounds uh, intelligent, that's intimidating, and that has presence just with his vocal cords. I think uh, I think he'll be able to nail it. So, let's see what happens.
0: I'm hoping that the guy does a good job. I mean, my my problem, my problems don't stem with the actors themselves in these movies. It's more what they're given to perform. You know, I think there are a lot of points where Henry Cavill could be great Superman. Mm -hmm. There are just the the writing's just not there a lot of the time. You know, and the direction's not there. It's kind of similar to how George Lucas. he was kind of lucky to get some of the performances that he did in some of his movies (laughs) you know, because he's not really an actor's director. For example, Mm -hmm. uh, Alec Guinness bringing a lot of personality to Obi-Wan in the original Star Wars film. I know that was Alec Guinness who looked at, who looked at the script and was like, what can I do? (laughs) Like, what can I bring to this character? I want to be a fun wizard. Let's let me do that. Harrison Ford, He's Harrison Ford. You don't tell him what to do. I feel like some of the some of the performances that are really stand out come from the actors themselves in these movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Like Henry Cavill. I'll I'll give him this. I thought whenever he has to express pain, I think he does a pretty effective job in that.
1: Yeah, I agree. But I wish his personality would come into the character. You know, when you see him in interviews. Yeah, that's Superman. Where is that? <laughs> you
0: know, <laughs> right? Well, he's—I mean, he—I have to unlock the graviton bomb and put it into the Phantom Zone. Theoretically, <laughs> can, don't use the word theoretically. What are you, a physicist? You've been wandering for thirty years, dude. No, he, <laughs> he's just learning to be Superman, Angel. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we got to talk.
1: He's been since
0: birth. <laughs> Uh, nah dude he's learning how to be superman <laughs> okay so now we got to talk about the future of the dcu obviously it's in the name so where does Darkseid lead this universe what is the end game for this world if Darkseid is used so early on in its story do you and do you even think that the studio has thought that far ahead.
1: I don't think the studio has thought that far ahead. I, oh. I genuinely don't think that they've thought that far ahead. I think that they just want to use dark side. People are champing for dark side. Hey, let's see him. And so they're putting him in there. I think the future of DCEU really the true future is in Matt Reese's vision. You, um, they can put, all, they can plant all the seeds, the seeds there in that universe and I think they will grow and flourish and we can see the real dark side uh, in that universe.
0: I would love that. I think that would be the best case scenario for, for all of us. And uh, I personally think that the future of this world has to do more with uh, Warner brothers producing different types of DC films and uh, mm-hmm. And that in of itself, that in its own way, that is building up not just a cinematic universe, but a cinematic multiverse. And at some point, they can tether these together in whatever they, way they want. The multiverse is has always been a big part of the DC canon. Uh, it's, it's at times, you know, uh, confused fans as to what the actual canon is, because there are so many worlds. But I could see them at some point with Darkseid still being involved, just stitch the realities together at some point to make, in a crisis way, one world, one universe where finally the can Sure, like, okay, you say it started off bad for us, that's fine, but we're hitting the crisis button right now. And we'll get an indicator in that, I think, in that Flash film, where we see a lot of different worlds, seeing what's going on, you know?
1: Yeah, and think about how crazy it would be to see Robert Pattinson's Batman start off from, like, handling the Riddler to, <laughs>
0: the you know, by the end of his
1: to by the end of his journey, <laughs> you know, apocalypse is coming. Like, the planet is coming, right? Darkseid is coming. And, <laughs> and just the way I see it, I think Robert Pattinson's Batman can can really be like that type of Batman that we've seen in the DC animated universe, you know, where Martian man Hunter introduces himself and Robert Pattinson just does not say anything or reach out his hand. And you just have Superman come in and be like, I apologize. He's like that with everybody. <clears throat> he doesn't trust anyone. You know, that's what I need to be seeing.
0: Robert Pattinson looks to Matt Ree- This wasn't a part of the contract. <laughs> I-, I didn't know I was going to be doing this type of movie. <laughs> 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 well it's funny that you bring up the animated series because Batman was the character the, the show that started off that whole world which is still going on today because they're still making tie-in movies and tie-in comics and all that and mm-hmm. I could see Bat the Batman being kind of in the way that Iron Man was a very grounded film compared to the rest of the MCO I mean you mm-hmm. look at it and it's kind of unbelievable to where Tony Stark ended up to where from mm-hmm. where he started so i could definitely see that happening but i do think it's funny especially since we watched um prisoners recently and paul dano I, i'm he's going from squirmy little paul dano is the riddler trapped in a bathtub to dark side
1: yeah think about how much think of like what a beast you know he would be if that if that actually happens you know if we can believe batman in the animated universe you know can take on somebody like the joker why not dark come on <laughs> that is the batman that is what he is that, that is what he is let's get it that that sounds pretty epic <laughs> i need to
0: see that